0: You're listening
1: to Louisiana Insider, a superlative guide to a great state's destinations. Hosted by Errol Labor, executive editor of Louisiana Life Magazine. It's a song.
0: It's our favorite melody. It's a song. Give it topic today is uh, it's really interesting when it is and a lot of people aren't familiar with this uh phrase but they're, they're very important in Louisiana HBCUs and that the, the historically black colleges and universities uh there is some across the state we're gonna talk about two people involved about with this because uh in April an exhibit opened at the Capitol Park Museum about these universities and we'll talk about that too but anyway uh so our guests are Rodnina Hart, who's the uh, director of the museum. Hi, Rodnina.
2: Hi, yeah, I'm the museum division director.
0: And Michael McKnight, the deputy director for Louisiana State Museums.
1: Right. Hi, everyone.
0: Okay, so just so everybody would know, let's go over the uh, what the, the universities are, All right? So there's Southern University in a and which was in Baton Rouge, which started in 1880. Uh, Rambling, which started in 1901, Xavier University in 1915, Dillard in 1930, Southern University in New Orleans in 1956, and Southern University of Shreveport in 1964. And Xavier is the nation's only HBCU system that has um, several campuses. It has uh, three campuses, uh, including a uh, agricultural research extension and the uh, no, not Xavier, I'm sorry. In Southern, obviously, at the University Law Center. So it, it, it's quite a impressive thing. Of those, two of them are private. Uh, Dillard, which is in New Orleans. I think it was started by the Methodist Church, maybe. Correct. Okay. And then Xavier, which is um, um, a Catholic uh, university. And that's also mm-hmm. New Orleans. It is the only Catholic HBCU in the United States. So thank you all for. An, Uh, uh, for joy, let's start at the beginning. What was the first college of this type in Louisiana?
2: The history of uh, HBCUs in uh, the uh, United States uh, all came after, uh, uh, before, well, many of them came before the Civil Rights Act in uh, 1964. Um, They were able to see that uh, there was a uh, education gap between Uh, people who were newly freed, uh, free people of color, um, and that uh, in order for them to uh, get college ready, there needed to be more education and and more of a bridge. Um, It also offered a lot of opportunity for uh, people to gain in lots of education on a collegiate level um, so of course, getting to them to that point, and then having opportunity. and it's uh, only grown uh, nationwide. um, but we are are very proud of the HBCUs we have here in uh, Louisiana.
1: And to piggyback off what I just said, HBCUs offer more access to all. Keyword is access to all to education. Mm-hmm. You should. now, was was Straight
0: University, which doesn't exist anymore, but was Strait University, in New Orleans, the first of these companies? Uh,
2: yes. So, Strait University and uh, New Orleans University, um, they uh, were both founded before Reconstruction, um, and they were combined um, to make Dillard University. So, they still exist in some in some form.
0: In the uh, in, in, in in the companies for okay. Um, the th- the southern system would be the largest presence of the HBCUs, wouldn't it?
2: Absolutely. Yes. I mean, there's in
0: and in New Orleans, and then with the extension places.
2: Exactly. Yes. Uh, the the um, I mean, we we have a lot to show and a lot to offer uh, with the exhibition because we had uh, so many things to highlight. Uh, Southern University A&M College, uh, Southern University New Orleans, Southern University Shreveport, Southern University uh, uh, A&M, Agricultural Research and Extension Center, um, and then also uh, Southern University Law Center. So lots of campuses uh, traversing most of the state.
0: Now, for the longest time, the most famous, if not for the right reason, was Grambling. And that was back because in, in the glory football days when they had the, football. Domi- uh, had the dominating uh, football team, um, once integration came and the university integrated, it, it kind of, and black ball players were able to go to all kinds of universities. And so they'll play on, they they on other teams. But if they'll have uh, a major presence, is there any specialties in particular for any of these universities? Like, doesn't uh, Xavier have a uh, a pharmacy school?
1: Yes. To, to go back one step, I wanted to say one thing about Southern University. They are the only HBCU system that has a system in this country, the only HBCU system in this country. That's a system of museums with the five they have. So but to answer your question, Xavier has pharmacy, yes, that's their main thing. Dillard has nursing, Southern has nursing, um, Gremlin, yeah, and law, oh, yes, can't forget law. A lot of power attorneys come from Southern University Law Center, um, Gremlin. Again, another university with nursing and maybe um, music, musicians. So Southern has nursing and grambling, and, and, and where else?
0: Dillard. Diller, okay, so three universities. And that's a really high demand topic now because there's a uh, a nursing shortage in the New Orleans, uh, um, Delgado Junior University, uh, you know, just with the new nursing school. So some am going activity now because there's a real demand for them. Yes.
2: Absolutely. And one of the best things about HBCUs is their access. Um, There are lots of students uh, from various backgrounds who are finding uh, lots of access to premium education at uh,
1: HBCUs. Talking about Southern University, you got to remember, they are the home of the marching Jaguar band, uh, the the best (laughs) band in the world. Southern University of Jaguar, Washington University Band, man. You have to keep in mind that, and as well as the football team. how are you classic? Yeah, Southern University
0: Band just revolutionized college football bands. Yes, sir. Oh, absolutely. Not just college, uh, but high school bands and bands. You see, in Mardi Gras parades, I mean, they all fall in the. Uh, in the uh, yeah, the, uh, and so it's
1: Listen, One name, Dr. Isaac Griggs. Did everything you just said? Okay. What um would be, of all the universities,
0: is there any one particular subject area that seems to be the highest demand?
2: Well, I mean, depending on the university that uh, you're talking about, uh, each of them have their specialties, but uh, one of the, the best things about the HBCUs is how nimble they are. And uh, they've done a really wonderful job of Um, really embracing the arts, um, embracing just a a full education that uh, people would get by attending the universities. Um, I know for a fact, you know, uh, there have been professors like um, Randall Henry and um, other art mavens who have really, and and Mavericks, who have created a lot of what we think of when we think of arts and history and culture and music in Louisiana. And that would not be possible without HBCUs, not only uh, training the next generation, but also inspiring uh, uh, people. Uh, There's also a lot of civil rights history that dovetails into our HBCUs. Um, A lot of these things are, are what we get to focus on on our new exhibit at Capitol Park Museum, uh, where we highlight each of the HBCUs and talk about some of the important things that have happened. It was so difficult to cull down from all of the really amazing information uh, that we were provided from the Board of Regents, but we were able to really highlight and, and sing the praises of each of the institutions.
0: Well, for you all- for the exposure that the two of you have had to this exhibit, tell me a couple of the things that impressed you the most from seeing, or maybe even surprised you the most from seeing the information that came out.
1: From an overall standpoint, state museum system, we're responsible for collecting and preserving items that represent the state's culture and history. So when you look at that exhibit, man, just to look at the, the tire from Southern to Gremlin, by you Classic, HBCU, the whole nine yards, it all just speaks to you right in that one exhibit.
2: Yes, and we've had a lot of people have aha moments or uh, things that they just did not know they didn't know. Um, and then also being able to uh, talk about uh, things like the Japanese Studies program at Dillard, you know, that's that was a, a momentous um, addition to that curriculum, to that, that school, because it was not just thinking, how do we impact the world on a local level, but understanding in a very broad uh, way that we are a part of the world and really like starting to look outward at uh, creating the, the best citizens that uh, we can through our, our culture, through our education. So that was one of the things that I had a conversation with, with someone that really stood out to them. You know, how are we a part of this, this world and training your uh, students to make the world a better place.
0: Now, all of the state universities are called Southern, except for Grambling. The Grambling is kind of an entity on its own. So it's not part of the system. I mean, how is Grambling different from the other universities?
1: Grambling is a part of the UL system, which comprises UNO, LaTeX, uh, MacNeese. They're in that system, and is their own system. So I mean, it's, it's just a where they're housed at. It's still HBCU offering nursing, computer science, education. They're just in that system on in the spectrum of the Board of Regents. Okay. I would say that. Why not?
2: But- but also geographically, um, Grambling and uh, and uh, southern Shreveport are the two that are uh, at the northernmost area of Louisiana. Um, so there's also that that geographic consideration.
0: And you also have uh, Louisiana Tech in Ruston, which is uh, which is near to, uh, to Grambling. Oh yes. yes. Oh
2: yeah. No, there's lots of really great education all throughout the state. But as far as the HBCUs, like those are the two that uh, really bring it home for North Louisiana.
0: Yeah, I know Southern University in New Orleans opened around the same time that the University of New Orleans started, originally called LSU, uh, New Orleans. And the thinking of that was obvious, okay? If you're starting this university, which is gonna be predominantly white, then you should have one predominantly black. And so it were started at the same time in New Orleans. And if you look at their main buildings, their administrative buildings, they're, they're almost alike. I mean, I mean, they look like, I mean, you know, a pair of twins like that. And, but I wonder if that's, um, how was that held? I mean, um, doesn't UNO now have a really large black population? I mean, it, mm-hmm. are they able to hold onto the student base now that they have so many more choices to make?
2: You know, okay. so many people have uh, commented on, The fact that uh, HBCUs, even through all of the integration, still hold a very special place in people's hearts. Um, The kind of community that is fostered, um, the uh, way that the um, alumni uh, are still very much so invested, um, it, it has a lasting legacy. And the population of the campuses are becoming a lot more integrated. But they still have a, a really special place in the hearts of uh, many who have gone there, have had family to attend HBCUs and continue that legacy.
1: And to add to that conversation, you know speaking of New Orleans, think back, you know we, we dealt with Hurricane Katrina. Now we're dealing with COVID. So after Katrina, a lot of kids decided to stay home. You know, you, you were sent away for because Katrina made you leave and evacuate. When you got back home. You want to stay home now. So when you look at going to school now in New Orleans, which one to major in? If your major is at one of those locations, you want to go there. So I mean, you know, other kids in New Orleans, even my kids, they want to stay home, close to home, feeling of safe. You know, what's well, refreshing to hear because I know
0: it's always been said of college students in general, they want to get out of wherever they are and go some other place. You know, but if there's a dedication to stay in Louisiana, that's a great way to to really grow an important base. The state. Absolutely. Yes.
2: You know, our state has done a really great job of incentivizing staying home for uh, college. I mean, I'm from Louisiana, and I've graduated from LSU twice now, and it's been a really great experience for me. But I've always felt that there was kind of an um, staying home had an appeal to. Um, finishing my education and um, having that kind of support, uh, you know, it's almost like a part of the family, you know, and also a lot of the customs and traditions and uh, family um, practices that I have, has a lot to do with HBCUs. I grew up going to uh, the galleries and seeing the sculptures at uh, Southern University, uh, Baton Rouge, you know, some of my, my first art shows were at Southern University with their, and also their plays. You know, a lot of what we focus on is uh, kind of the, the STEM uh, element of our education, but STEAM, you know, including that art. We've really been able to attract a lot of really impressive artists uh, over the years, and have really molded the world in meaningful ways because of the HBCU uh, contribution.
1: Go ahead, Michael. To add to that conversation, I'm from New Orleans, ended up going to the new Baton Rouge, transferred to Tulane, but my brother, my sister, my daughter are now SU either alumni or students. So, you know, the the, the staying home part, I think kids are like more now I want to stay closer to family. But even in my situation, I was a musician in high school, so I wanted to go play in SU's band. That was my dream, and I did it. you know. But I had a, I had a dad who was a, a Tulane alum, so he was always in my ear. Hey, man, Tulane is waiting for you. Come on back home. Come on back home. I'll buy you a car. Oh, OK, I'm coming. So <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, where did you go? What university? Tulane.
0: OK, all right, OK. Well, there wasn't any band there, huh?
2: So- no band.
0: <laughs> no major band
2: or
0: anything no no just the car car. all right well you mentioned you grew up in louisiana but where what town
2: oh i grew up in baton rouge uh well actually baker right out of baton rouge and uh yeah it was a really great upbringing you know you were close enough to all of the things that you needed to be close to but far enough where you still remembered what trees like.
0: (laughs) So you went to LSU as a student, right?
2: I did. But but you're right
0: within the influence area of Southern University. So did you ever interact as a a kid or as a student with with, with Southern University?
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Culturally, I did a lot at Southern, lots of tailgating, lots of uh, going to games, Um, huge supporter of their theater and uh, their art department. Um, LSU had a bigger art department and I wanted to learn how to weld and sculpt and that was something that LSU offered that Southern didn't. And that was pretty much the deciding factor, but I was, I was Southern bound until like I I looked at, you know, these specifics of what I wanted to learn to be able to do.
0: No matter who you are, what you are, what you plan to do, if you live next door to LSU, you got a problem, okay? That's kind of hard to look past, uh, you know, so.
2: Well, you know, uh, there's been a lot of discussion about, you know, historic funding and support of institutions. And, you know, there's a lot that has happened and will happen in the future. I think that our one of the reasons that we decided to highlight the HBCUs is not just about their history, but their really bright future. Uh, we've got some amazing things that are just, that we're learning about. Um, there are very dynamic people who are graduating from these programs and they are moving the world in very meaningful ways. And I, I, I look forward to the future of our HBCUs.
0: The, um, the two private universities in New Orleans, like Dillard, uh, which is kind of a, a smaller university, it's a beautiful campus, but it, uh, Isn't it mostly out-of-state students there? It's not that you wanna hear uh, Louisiana kids going to.
2: Well, you know, each university appeals to uh, different demographics. Um, And and some uh, majors are just kind of more popular. Um, But I've found overall, there's kind of an ebb and flow to the uh, people who are coming in and bringing in those Outside student dollars, um, but also the the people who are following um, often in family footsteps, but um, are getting what they need out of the universities that they're they're attending. So you know, some there's an ebb and flow to um, that student ratio.
1: My experience at Tulane, so Tulane is mostly out of town kids, right? You have some locals. But when you look at Xavier, you look at UNO, you look at Suno, out-town kids, but more in-town kids. But like Tulane, there's a lot of out-of-town kids from the West Coast, East Coast. Um, but I think it just depends on what your major of choice will be. You Ooh. know, if you want to go and be an engineer or architect, you're going to go to that school that offers that program, has the best program. So I think it d- really deals on what's the major offerings at those locations. Do you all
0: see the, LC, the man for future universities of this type, or is it all being filled now, now that the doors are open for all the universities? But does there need to be another Southern University, you know, in Alexandria or somewhere, or does there need to be an extension of, of doing it? Or are we ha- do we have what we need now?
2: Well, that's up to the uh, universities to figure out. I-, I think, honestly, as long as we are creating the kind of, of uh, workforce that uh, will stay in this state. That will find gainful employment outside of their university experience. We're going to continue to see growth. Um, this model of smaller universities, more um, community-driven, and understanding uh, what the workforce is asking for, we are are seeing that you know. Statistically, there are more women in college than any uh, than men, and that the largest growing population of college students is Black women. So that is also going to depend. no. Is that just for the
0: HBCU, the for nope.
2: courses. that is across the board in the United States. Women are the um, the biggest growing demographic of college students. I tell you what else yeah, it's an interesting statistic.
0: The but black, you, you know, black women
2: mm-hmm. are becoming a very powerful political force too.
0: That, that is very true. In a lot of elections, you look who's winning elections, and you look at the judicial elections, and you look at uh, look at the leadership in New Orleans and the parishes around there, and, yeah, and Baton Rouge. the campaigns that they're. I guess there's more, more cohesion getting right. together and all that, but they've become a real political force.
2: That is very true. Yeah. 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 Uh, greater representation um, in any place in which you are getting these kinds of fundamental skills and and world growth, Uh, you're definitely gonna see that have a direct um, uh, statistical change in uh, wherever that ends up. So yes, more uh, women in college means more women in business and politics and all other industries.
1: And just to piggyback on that, I think as a parent with a kid in college and you know, other people I know going to college, the 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 main concern or, or looking at is access to education. That's basically it. No matter what it is, what's the access I can get to this university, whatever whatever school you wanna be? What do you offer to get me to come to your school? You know, so it's just just the access is the key word.
0: Let me ask you kind of a, a loaded question here. So if you look with what do you what do you two here about the high schools? Are they doing a good job in terms of preparing people to go to these universities?
1: Well, you know, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes because one reason. My daughter is a graduate of a high school in Baton Rouge, and she was prepared to go to school. You know, she had the, the ACT score. She met the requirements to go to Southern University and anyway, LSU. Went to, went to so I'm going to say yes, they are preparing the kids. It has to be something internal from the person themselves to going to succeed and go to school. You know, it can't put all of the, the the onus on the schools. As a person, as a student, in your mind, I want to go to school. So do what's right to go to school. Mm. And that's know, from my personal standpoint as a parent.
2: I am not a parent, but I had a really great education in public school um, in Louisiana. Um, you know, I. Really did have a great experience at Baton Rouge High, and it prepared me to be college ready. But also, you know, college is not the path for everyone. Um, we have really outstanding uh, schools throughout uh, Louisiana, specifically that will get you job ready. Will uh, you know? We have the junior colleges. We have. Uh, votech tech and training programs. And those are really fantastic ways of getting you the education that you need and, uh, and, and getting that trade. You know, my father, when he was in school, uh, he's a brick mason and uh, his high school gave him the, that start. Um, and when he graduated, he was already ahead of the other students. And so he could go right into that trade. Um, so, you know, there are many paths to success and none are better than any other ones. It just depends on what direction you wanna take as a person. And, you know, there are systems all over that are successful and some that are not, but people have stories of triumph throughout.
0: You know, that's I'm glad you mentioned that <clears throat> It's easy to overlook the Votech vote schools, but how important they are, how critical Ooh, um, essential so I remember having an, an aunt who grew up like in the uh, in the depression days and like she was able to kind of get out in the workforce by going to a Votech vote school and thinking in Baton Rouge, to learn how to type. Mm-hmm. at the time for a woman, that was a big skill to have. and so and so it yes. helped but now the kind of things you can learn in Votech vote schools, you can get better paying jobs than some people who went to universities and who are Philosophy majors or something, you know. So they they offer a, they open a lot of doors.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think one of the things that we celebrate the most in this exhibition is education, um, in all of its forms. Understanding that uh, without knowledge of our history, without knowledge of our culture, of our art, that living is just not as much fun. It's not as good. It's not as fulfilling. So we hold this place, these museums, and yes, they are places of of education and entertainment, but they create uh, an enriching experience that keeps people in the state, that draws new people to our state. Um, We are an essential part of quality of life in living in a city. And so we have museums all throughout the state and we're really proud of what we get to offer and that people can grow in love for Louisiana um, through our museums.
1: And just to add on to that, that exhibit tells a story of now and in the future. So my kids, kids, can coming and look at the exhibit and see, hey, this is the HBCUs in the state. This is what they did, this is, this is important. So it tells a story and that's our job with the museum system to tell a story. Keep the history do and we,
0: culture state going. Do we have many Louisiana kids who were drawn like to Mississippi? Like, are there any uh, HBCUs, are in Mississippi, or is that an attraction to leave Louisiana? Or is it the other way around, Mississippi kids want to come to Louisiana?
2: Well, all I have is anecdotal information, but I've definitely met people from all over the world who have come through our HBCUs.
0: Yeah. OK. I think ours
2: are better, but I'm also partial because,
1: you know, I'm lifelong Louisianian. I'm in a fraternity, so I know when we have conferences, we have meet in four different locations. I meet brothers from across this country that have went to FAMU, Jackson State, North Carolina A&T, Norfolk State. So, yeah, you you meet a bunch of people, and some of them come from New Orleans and come from different states and and places in Louisiana, but yes, I agree. It happens. Do you all ever go to the Bayou Classic? Every year,
2: <laughs> okay. not as as faithful of every year, but I have had some really great memories uh, by Bayou classic.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm biased here, so I'm a issue fan through and through. <laughs> it's just some years, they're not like a
0: regular bowl game, and that some years one team might have a nine and one record, and the other team has a one and nine record. You know, and they're kind of like playing together and all that. But it's uh, but, but 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 I know the sensation it creates around town. Right.
2: Absolutely. I mean, you know, the the whole city is abuzz with excitement and energy in ways that it's not any other time of year. Um, there are great cultural offerings, um, fun, additional things. And also it's an education process of learning more about HBCUs and their fraternities and the shows that accompany it. It's a really great, like, love letter to HBCUs every single um, Bayou Classic.
1: Yep, one big family reunion. That's what it is, a family reunion.
2: So how long is the exhibit going to be up? This is a permanent addition to our exhibition. Um, so as permanent as exhibitions can be in museums, that is the place that this holds.
0: Okay. And it's at the Capitol Park Museum. So somebody says, where's the Capitol Park Museum? I assume it's near the Capitol.
2: We are directly across from the state Capitol. Uh, We are at 660 North 4th Street. um, And that's downtown Baton Rouge. It's a beautiful campus, a beautiful building. I think if anyone comes that they're going to be very pleasantly surprised. Um, And there's lots of really great places to eat and drink nearby. So you can make a whole day of it. We invite you to come. Okay, and Michael,
0: Michael, how about the whole state system? Anything special developing right now?
1: Well, we are a system of nine museums, and the bulk of them are in New Orleans Presbyterian, Cabildo, Jazz Museum, Madame John's Legacy, 1850 House. We also have in Patterson the Waddell Williams Aviation and Sawmill Museum. That museum, to me, is the most precious one because the airplane's in there. Man, yes. those things are kept, well-kept, really good. The, the, even show you a video that you put you right in the, in the captain's seat. I love that museum. Also, we have a museum in E.D. White in, in Thibodeau. And there's a museum in Natchitoches, the Small Hall of Fame Museum, which has an event this weekend, correct, Rania? Right, hall of yes. Fame inductions? Yes.
0: That's so something to, look forward museum, to The Natchitoches Museum is pretty high acclaimed for architecture now. It's getting a lot of attention.
2: Oh, it's gorgeous. Yes. It looks like a, a spaceship. Like, it is... Um, it's all reminiscent of the uh, Red River. And if you go through the space, you can kind of see that spatial relationship, but it's it's a beautiful museum, inside in and out.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, the Trails Museum, or it's not exhibit, it's signs, it's uh, uh, signs of different historical things around the state. That's yes. Really, really oh, it's sure. oh, it's really important, yeah.
2: Absolutely, we're so excited about the uh, Civil Rights Trail um, that each marker is still coming out, um, but it's a way of us celebrating uh, these monumental things that have reverberations, not just in Louisiana, but nationwide. Um, There's so much that uh, you'll learn, uh, if you're able to to uh, take the trail and learn about the, the different uh, markers and why they're so significant.
1: And to add on to that, I tell you this, be look on the lookout for a very important announcement coming September. So let me tell you.
0: you, can, you can give us a hint.
1: Civil rights, I'll tell you that.
0: Okay. It, it's part of that part of that exhibit or
1: uh... Yeah, yeah. Okay. We just be 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 ready for it.
0: With a lot of great stories to tell in that category. I mean, you, you know, the yes, whole, whole absolutely, March to Buckaloosa and all that, you know, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. and John McKitten called on going on TV and really protecting the marchers, you know, and and the, 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 there's so many stories. Uh, we were there for the opening of that trail, you know, that Dookie Chase, yes. Um, yes, yeah, that was a big event, and um, not to mention the fried chicken they fixed that day, too, uh, yes, uh, you know, which is just incredible, but uh. I really felt good about it, I, the, the image they have, and I think it's just, just important. in all those spots along the trail, um, or something that I, I want to follow this bike, with this podcast and just talk about it, because it, it has such a historical value. Yes.
1: Yeah. Look, stay tuned. You'll have us back on here in a couple of months, I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> okay, so September. Okay. Yeah. Well, 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 in September, can you come back and talk about it? I yeah, definitely will. Okay, all right. Well, thank you very much um, for your work and for what you're doing and for your cooperation. I'm anxious to go and see the exhibit. Oh,
2: exciting. I can't wait for you to come. Please let me know when you're here.
0: Okay. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks for listening to Louisiana Insider. Subscribe, like, and rate our show where you listen to your podcasts and follow us on social media at Louisiana Life Mag. Executive producer for Louisiana Insider is Kelly Massico in cooperation with Louisiana Life magazine. For subscription information to Louisiana Life, call 504-828-1380. Our theme music was provided by Rich Collins. Hey, that's me. Join us again next week for more discoveries inside Louisiana.